in the city. I'm Alessandra Conti. And I'm Christina Conti Pineda. And we're so excited to be here with you guys today. Christina, how are you? We actually had a really fun weekend together. We went to oh, the beach and yes. Memorial Day weekend in Some Austin. Some would say fun, others would say traumatizing. <laughs> Parking all Sandra to deal with oh, first. Disastrous. She paved the way for us, and it was Austin's first beach day. So. Yes, Austin's first beach. That was so precious. Austin has so much attitude. So Austin is Christina's son, if in case you're wondering. And he just has so much attitude. He was, like, offended by the sand. And, like, offended. He just was confused. You know, he's kind of like the normal 2021 person. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's offended by everything. <laughs> oh, bless Christina. Love your off color humor. We actually oh, got a comment goodness. on our, one of our matchmakers in the city YouTube videos oh. from this man who said, I love matchmakers. They're the least politically correct people I've ever met. <laughs> Honestly, it's so true. That comment really like soothed my soul and I felt seen, you know, I really, cause sometimes we get just bizarre comments and that are a little nasty, but that comment really like hit me in the right place. That was from our last video of how to yeah. approach women. Yeah. Without being creepy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was a great one. Um, no, but it's so true. It's like, I, we are very P, very not PC because we don't work in a theoretical world. Like we're working in the real world. Right. So we're, we're tactically. Giving, right. We're giving practical advice. Practical. We know what works. We know what's going on. We're not like, you know, so far removed from the dating world that we don't, that we can just, or just theorizing and it's not just ideals. Like we're right. very well aware of that some of the things that we say are just not popular. No. People don't want to hear it. No. Men don't want to hear it. Women don't want to hear it. I am just, what was I telling you, Christina? <laughs> I feel like I polarize both men and women. We at first thought that it was men, <laughs> but then we got some recent feedback from people saying that. Alessandra from women actually saying that she was offending them. I know. And here I am just like the biggest female advocate out here in the game. Like I thought that if anything, the men hated me, but oh, apparently it's, I'm just mutually, mutually triggering both men and women. Um, but you know what? Listen, if you don't like it, change a channel, um, put on a different podcast. Um, but anyway, you guys, we're so excited to get into the, into the nitty gritty today. Yes. Um, on our first segment. Stars. They're just like us. In this segment, we discuss the top relationship related stories in pop culture today and how to apply them to you in real life. So Ian Somerhalder, oh God, Somerhalder. Somerhalder. Yeah says wife Nikki Reed helped him get out of eight-figure debt. Ooh. Yeah, so apparently 
um, he had made a bad investment and it was a big bad investment, one that he was led very astray. Essentially, it was fraud. Um, and okay. then amazing Nikki Reed just helped him get out of this out of this debt. And they were married at the time. So, she, I mean, they're still married. So that's beautiful. That was a beautiful story to read. Yeah. But in real life, let's bring it down to dating. Should you help a guy you're dating get out of debt? Mm. So say you're dating, it's your boyfriend, and then he reveals to you, Hey babe, I actually have $40,000 of debt and I really, I'm, I'm in the red right now and I can't, I don't know what to do about it. What, what do you think, Christina? Okay. The first thing that sticks out to me is I think people just get invest crazy and invest happy where they just put money places that they have money. They just want, especially this actor probably got tons of money from something. He sounds so familiar. He's probably a celebrity crush of mm -hmm. a lot of women. But he probably just got a lot of money and then got bad advice to throw it into some investment. Yeah. But you have to be so careful with how you invest your money. It has to be well thought, not just not, not an immediate reaction of, I have money now, let me invest it. You have yeah. to really think about that. Yeah, so yeah. You want to definitely... So that said, we should you should want to also figure out what someone's dating investment patterns are when you're dating yeah. to see if they're the kind of if they're a real risk taker, if there's someone even, who does this. It could even just be if the person's in debt, if the guy that you're dating is in debt, it doesn't mean necessarily that he invested and it went it went bottoms up. It could just be that he's he has forty thousand dollars of credit card debt. That's what because you need he overspent. To, that's what you need to figure out. That's yeah. what I'm saying, Alessandra. Yeah, you need to figure out where is this debt coming from. Was it one bad investment or was it a series of small just but just purchases? Or, right. He could just be buying small in quotes. Yeah, purchases because yeah. some people just love buying things. Yeah. And then you have to you have to figure out what his character is. Is he someone who loves taking risks and loves spending is more he than a gambler? More than he, his means, right? Yeah. Is he a gambler? These are very important things to yeah. to discern as you're dating, both for men and for women. Yeah. It's a little bit different for women because I don't think it's different for women. I think no, but what if it's a yeah. what if it's an education loan? For I a woman I or I mean like I that? think it, I know, but we're, but see, okay, I'm looking at it. It's funny that you gave you immediately thought the man went into debt for a negative reason, but then you gave the woman such the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I did. Take that, misogynist people <laughs> telling me I'm a misogynist. <laughs> um, I'm literally the opposite of a misogynist. We clearly are. That just proved it. Um, but, okay, so, um, no, I mean, I, I think either way, I think student loan debt is a bit different than, okay. like, credit card. Right. Like, your heart, you're like, you owe Amex 40K or yeah. 50K. No. Or even 100K. I mean, people can very easily, and I think it's especially prevalent in LA and in, like, this society where... Remember, I mean, I, I feel like we don't experience this as much anymore, but I think when we first moved to LA, we were subjected to a lot of people who had 
a lot of it there was a lot of um like they had fabulous cars but remember we would like walk down the street and be like wait there's a lamborghini in front of this disgusting like shed or something so i feel like that shed is probably a million dollars all summer that we lived in miracle mile that's a very high price area it's true the shed was probably a million dollars but we were like what how is this like what is going on here um, but no, I mean, it's a society of what we're spending is what you're yes, saying. There's yeah. a, there's a greed. And actually, if you guys are, want to listen to it, a really amazing episode, um, dear empath Gus, Gus Baxter, who I was a, a guest on a few of his podcasts ago, um, he did this amazing episode on greed mm. and he deconstructed greed and it was fascinating because there it this it it really is very much in line with this conversation mm-hmm. of debt and like why are you in debt is it because you because exactly when you peel back the layer of debt then it's like okay why are you in debt okay it's because you um this person maybe the man or the woman values you know looking like they have money but they don't actually have it so what are their values so that then lends so i i agree with you christina i think it's it's important to figure out a what is the root of the debt was it a bad investment they got you know screwed over by somebody okay then in that case that's one thing, but right. But you have to be careful with that too, because no, you don't know I who's know. telling the truth. I know who really screwed the person over. I know. I watched. Yeah. Um, I love the show. Who the bleep did I marry? Um, and it basically the last episode that I had seen was about this guy that just literally like married. He was married to three different women, and he was basically just taking them all to town. Like the, 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 he was flying to see the other wife on the dime of his one of his other wives Mm. so it was so crazy and he Mm. just always had these business ideas and they never came to fruition and all these investments that like oh you you know so I love watching that stuff but yeah huge red flags if they're like oh yeah it was a business that went under and then another business that went under and then like know the red flags because that could also be there could be something else going on there. Right. And I think it's important, as you're saying, to see how he lives. Yeah. Is he someone who lives very comfortably? He's you, He's stable? He's successful? Or is it someone who's always doing things above what he can afford, very nervous all the time, stressed about his job, and yeah. too stressed all the time, trying to keep up with the Joneses? There's certain ways of living that you will never have peace if you're always in that mindset. But if you're someone who's comfortable and yeah, I made, I had a few bad invest or an investment here that went so wrong. What if then they ask you for money to help? <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. So I remember no. I date coached a woman who told me that her boyfriend was a big producer and I was like oh my gosh that's so fabulous a producer and then she told me that she was supporting him and that she would give him money and I'm like okay he's not a big producer but then like this is not no like you are being you're being the wool's being pulled over your eyes yeah yeah so it's important to zoom out 
zoom out of your relationship, look at it objectively. If figure out where is this debt coming from, bad investment, okay, but still do do a lot of digging. Mm-hmm. Whoever you're with, you have to be you have to be very vigilant. You have to yeah, be vigilant. You do. you do, and we don't know anyone. According to the Couples a Couple League, which prepared helps prepare couples for marriage. Oh, that's great. They recommend either person, both people, paying off any debt that they have on their own before they get married. I love that. This could be different because some men don't mind paying off a woman's the rest of her small education loans. That's why they're, they're different things. Well, some women don't mind paying off a man's small right. education loan. I know. But it's they say this to both men and women. And yeah. I will say it's very liberating because even as a woman, you can say, you know what? I took care of that debt that I made. I had a debt. I took care of it for my education. Yeah. And now I'm ready to take that next step with my career, with my husband with, yeah. um, and get married. So, so deal with your debt before, ideally deal with the debt before independently mm-hmm. and before you get married. Yeah. And if a guy is asking you for money, this is not a good thing. If a woman is asking you for money, this is not a good no, situation. It isn't. I've talked to a lot of yeah. men who've told me, oh yeah, I was basically funding her life and yeah. then she left me. Yeah. It's just, it's and, really, yeah. it's not a good situation. So yeah, money, leave it out. And yeah, I completely agree. Okay. The friends reunion. Did you, do you have any idea that the friend, friends just had their reunion? I've heard the drama that came before it. What do you mean? Was well, there drama? Well, that's what I've heard at least. What that drama? That a lot of the actors were really not doing well before. What do you mean? Just they couldn't, it was so hard to get everyone together and... Yeah. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't well, researched I, this, but I've heard mm-hmm. that some had drug problems. Yeah, and, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. A few did. Yeah, they. But they finally had their reunion. So, um, for the listeners, I don't know if you guys know, but I watch Friends pretty much every single night before I go to bed, even if it's just five minutes or even three minutes. I love it. It's so relaxing for me. I, nothing can. Just settle me like friends. I just love it with all of my heart. And then I absolutely hate the show. You hate the show? <laughs> yeah, I think it's the reason of the one of the reasons of the decay of American culture. Are you <laughs> kidding me? You're joking. No, I'm not. What? I, I hate it. I think it's a really who are you show Eve? <laughs> get out what are you talking about i just think it normalizes Why? a lot of things that aren't normal what and you... that's the problem with it but i we no, don't need to go into it, this. Let's, let's it doesn't up. have you ever let's seen look. an episode of i Friends? watched it all growing up believe me christina what are you talking about? It's beautiful. Okay. Well, we disagree, clearly. Oh my God. I'm so triggered. I had no idea that you had these views. I don't know what to say or do. It's okay. Don't worry. This is so We don't agree upsetting. on everything. We don't yeah, agree on everything. We, we certainly do I just don't. want people to know that I, I don't like the show and that's fine. 
Okay. Oh, so if you don't like the show, no problem. You can still listen to it. And if you like it, please keep listening. (laughs) But anyway, so Jennifer Aniston and David Schwimmer revealed that they had crushes on each other all throughout Friends, but the timing was just never right. Mm. So I just thought that was so wild. Like everybody thought that that was so wild. And that's why their first kiss was their first kiss on Friends. Which also just, remember we always said like we could never marry actors because there is talk about temptation. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Like you're on set with a person every single day. You have obvious chemistry with them. Otherwise they wouldn't have cast you guys. Mm -hmm. And then you get to act out. Oh my gosh. It's so much. It is so much. Um, but anyway, my in real life question, do friends make good romantic partners? So in real life, do friends make good romantic partners? And I feel like we've discussed this before. Yeah. And just one thing I wanted to know with the timing for Jennifer Aniston and and are they both married now? I, I don't think that Jennifer Aniston is married. I don't think that either of them are married. Married. Were they either of them? In, Hold on. I guess the, either, one on. of them was in a relationship. They probably were in relationships Aniston as they were doing the show. Married. Well, it says Justin Thoreau, but I feel like they broke up. Yeah, the no, Justin Thoreau, they broke up. So, yeah, Jennifer Aniston is totally single right now. And then um, David Schwimmer is David. What is, what is your point? Yeah, I just wanted to know that because I was curious because that also backs up what you were just saying about actors and how it's really difficult to... Wait, they both got divorced in 2017. Well, I guess maybe they can live out their romance, but who knows? That's the funny thing, and that's another point about chemistry, that you can have chemistry with a lot of people, but if they're the right they might not be the right person for you. There's the right so many other partner. things, right, that go into marriage. a good marriage than chemistry. Yeah, chemistry is fleeting, fleeting and difficult to to pin down. And you can have it with a bunch of people. So that's why if women or men will say, oh, but we had such good chemistry. He must be the one. Not necessarily. Yeah. I've had some amazing chemistry with some some of the, the, the um, lowest... Of low gremlins mm. of of the dating world, the biggest f boys in the world. We had great chemistry. Yeah. Did that mean that they would make good life partners? Nope. Absolutely not. And then to answer your question, do friends make good romantic partners? Yes, I think absolutely yes. Yeah, and that's why you hear. I was actually yeah. Dan and I were listening to Father Michael Schwitz. Schmidt. Schmidt. Yeah. Yeah. Father Michael Schmidt. It's the Bible Bible in a year. year. Dan's doing that and I was listening. Everyone talks about that now. It was the number one podcast (gasps) for a really long time. I don't know if it still is. Oh my God. And apparently he's really attractive too. He is. He's a a priest who is very much in the media. Very does a lot of things. The face of the Catholic community. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but he was... Talking about romantic love and the different kinds of love and how you often hear people say, this is just such a trope that I married my best friend. And that is why, because friendship is erotic love and romantic love comes and goes and our feelings fluctuate. 
but that deep friendship love is so strong and everlasting. Obviously, when you're getting married to someone, I highly recommend being attracted to the person. Yeah. That's We've had really this important. conversation before, Christina. Yes, we have. Yeah. We have. Yeah, because I used to think that attraction was just like you not... You didn't need it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't need it. I could, uh, I can be attracted to like a brick wall, but then we've learned, thank God, and like now I'm gifted with this beautiful, handsome man. Um, but yeah, it's important because I've dated men that I just was not attracted to and then it crashed and burned. True. But I would say the litmus test with this is you see what the, so maybe you're, you're attracted to the person in some way. It doesn't have Mm -hmm. to be an amazing physical attraction in the beginning. Just, oh, I'm interested about this person. Oh, they don't irk me. It's fine. I'm having a nice time. See if that how that builds. Yeah. And then you find out can this attraction is this attraction leading us to a deep friendship or is this attraction just that physical yeah draw and that's it. And then yeah. you're able to really tell if this relationship is meant to last or not. Yeah. Yeah, totally beautiful. Let's move on. Um Let's talk about Matchmakers in the City. Great. This podcast is sponsored by Matchmakers in the City. Matchmakers in the City is an old school personal matchmaking firm headquartered here in Los Angeles with other service areas in New York, San Francisco, and Washington, D.C. Matchmakers in the City is um, fabulous. It's the matchmaking (laughs) company that myself and Christina own, um, 10 years old. 10 years and strong. Yeah. Um, and it's a team of matchmakers and, and we, we work with amazing clients. Yeah. And we work with people all over the U S and all over the world. So just, if you're not in our service areas, that's okay. So reach out, do yep. the, go online, go onto our website, go to the free sign up page yep. and you can set up a meeting. We'll tell you all about one of the matchmakers. will meet with you and tell you all about what we do and how it can, how it would yeah. work for you. And you might even get me or Christina to do your meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always so funny whenever I pop up in a meeting and like it's either a listener or just somebody who like, you know, just saw us somewhere like on Access Hollywood or just somewhere in the media. And they're like, wait, oh my God, I'm meeting with you? And I'm like, this is literally my job. Right. Like, this is my not my <laughs> 10 to 6. Do. This is literally my full-time job. Like, yes, you're meeting with me. You could meet with any of the matchmakers, but lucky me, I got you for my meeting. It's true. Um, it's true. And, and yeah. then also, if you like the podcast, please subscribe. Leave us a five-star review. Yes. We love uh, to get any comments from you. But and- please make them nice because I'm just so emotionally, like, I can't handle any negativity. Um, Anyway, let's move on. Great. Sisterly advice. Every week we answer a listener's burning question, and every week we give you advice that only your sister would give you. Hi, ladies. I need your help. I have been dating a guy non-exclusively on and off for a year, and he decided he's moving cross-country since he can work remotely. We are not exclusive, but I am really into him, and that's big for me. I don't usually connect so deeply, and he has been the best connection that I've had in years. A big part of me wants to take a leap of faith and move too. I could easily make it work for my job. Should I just go for it and follow my heart from state-crossed lovers? Wasn't that punny? (laughs) Alessandra. I know. Thank you so much. I'm just clapping. My for puns you. have been so on, on. 
So on. Also, on. I know you wanted. To, you had something you yeah, wanted. Yeah. Well, yeah. You share with this. You're the one who sent me this. Yeah. Um. You got this DM. So thank you so much for DMing Matchmaker Christina Conti on Instagram. Um. Okay. So let's break this down for a second. You've been dating a guy non-exclusively on and off for one year, and he's moving cross country. Okay. So you're not exclusive with him. I think that that's, and so first of all, first of all, I I, I also want to validate the fact that you don't usually connect so deeply. And I know that this is a big, this is a big deal for you because you don't usually connect so deeply and you haven't had this kind of connection in a long time. So this also explains why you're not, really thinking clearly. Um, so I want to zoom out of the situation, but just know that I'm validating and valuing the fact that you do have a connection with him. And I'm not saying, you know, I I think that that's beautiful, but I also want to remind you that you opened yourself up and you connected with this, this man, you can also connect with other men. And this is a narrative that I want you to get more comfortable saying. I want this narrative to end that you don't usually connect with men. Thank you. Yes. Yes. This is a narrative that you have told yourself. And yes, is it true? Yeah, it's been your past. But we want to stop that narrative right now and move into a new headspace of I connect with men deeply and easily, and I can connect with many men deeply and easily. I'm saying this to you because I once had, I once worked with a bachelorette and I was date coaching her for many years. So I knew about all of these deep connections that she had had. And she would come to me and she'd be like, oh my gosh, but you don't understand. This connection is so intense. And I'm like, sweetie, this is what you said last year about that other guy. Yeah. So so she was like, oh my gosh, wow, I didn't realize that. Ba-da-da-da-da. Okay, so let's change the narrative and now open up yourself to connecting with men and giving men a chance and giving yourself a chance to connect with men on a deeper level. Okay, um, so that's number one. Number two, let's zoom out again. Let's zoom out of the situation. Um, right now you guys are not exclusively dating before you can even think about relocating for a partner. You need to have this discussion. Um, you need to sit him down and you may say, Oh, but I don't know. I don't want to scare him away. And like, Oh no, but like, we're like, I, I like what we're doing. It's like, it's not that there's no pressure. And that's why it's so good because he specifically told me he doesn't like being pressured and that's what it, no, we need, you need to sit down, tell him, listen, I think you're amazing. I want to be exclusive with you. What are your thoughts about this? Just say it because clearly you've been dating for a year. He hasn't brought it up. You got to bring it up. I rip the bandaid off. Yeah. Rip the bandaid off. You can say it in whatever way you want. You can say, you know, we've been dating for a year. I just wanted to check. What take a take a pulse on this? Is yeah. do you see this leading anywhere, or is it just casual for you? And then you'll know. Yeah, you don't is have to casual? tell him I want to be exclusive if you don't want to. Yeah, but yeah. I would screw it. Why not? Yeah. Just say this is my desire. I would love to. I would love to be in an exclusive relationship with you. What are your thoughts? The, if I've learned anything over ten years, being direct with men, you are, It is the best thing that you could ever do. Why? Because whether 
it is good or bad, you will get an answer. Yeah, you Okay? Will. If you mush around, I used to mush around, okay? I don't mush around anymore, okay? And that, not by not mushing around, I saved myself so much time in dating, okay? And dating the wrong men. Because men, if you express yourself and what you're looking for, like once I kind of started saying like, yeah, I'm dating with the intention of marriage. Like, you know, I'm ready for something more serious. Then easily cut out the avoidant partners. Easily. And I was then, you know, dating. I didn't say this to Alan in like the the first, second or third or fourth date. But like he knew that my intentions were serious. He even asked me, he's like, what are your, you know, what are you looking for? Are you looking for... You know, what are you looking for? And then I said, yeah, no, I'm definitely, you know, dating with the intention of like, I would never date somebody for, you know, I'd never be boyfriend, girlfriend at this point with somebody I didn't see as my future husband. Um, And that, then he was like, all right, I'm in, cool. Um, So anyway, okay, so you have to definitely have the DTR talk to find the relationship, that's step one. Step two is then, then, you know, bringing up, Hey, you know, okay, so you're moving. I want to, I would just be upfront with him. Like I've been toying with the idea of potentially moving as well. Like, I think it's an amazing city that you're moving to. I, I have a really deep, amazing connection with you. And I'd like to see where this goes. I would literally be upfront because the thing with this dude, to be honest, what I think, I think he is, I don't think he's, most likely, I don't think he's he's the one for you. Okay. I know. I'm sorry. I don't think he's the one. It stings, Men are, though. It, it stings. stings. I'm sorry. Okay. No, I get it. I'm just telling you my authentic thoughts. Because you need the truth. You need the band-aid ripped off. You need the band-aid ripped off. I don't I think that I know that when men, when a man wants you to be his woman. In his life, he's going to express that. And he's going to make it happen. And you deserve a man that is going to, that you are going to have no question in your mind if he wants to be exclusive with you. No question. You deserve that. That is because, listen, life gets hairy and you need a man that is going to be steadfast, there, down for the cause, wanting to be in a relationship and most importantly wanting to be in a relationship with you it sounds to me like this guy on and off casual you guys have a great time together I don't think that I think that you guys probably do he probably thinks you guys have an amazing connection but he's not prioritizing relationship right now that's not where his head is at you could be Beyonce but men are like avocados it doesn't matter if you're Beyonce. If you try to cut an avocado before it is ready to be cut, it is you you can cut it, but it's 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 not ripe. It's gonna taste like rubber. It tastes like rubber. Mm-hmm. So he is a ripe, he's a non-ripe avocado right now. It doesn't matter who you are, and you are probably so fabulous, so beautiful, so special, and your connection is probably so amazing, but he is not ready. Okay, so this is what this is my thoughts. This is my read on the situation. Alexandra, I think that you spoke for both of us. Yeah, but one hundred percent. If you want to have a traumatic, disastrous experience, 
then definitely move there before defining the relationship and talking to him about it. Mm -hmm. If you want to deal with some trauma, go for it. If you want some life experience, go for it. But if you want to do this relationship in in a healthy, um, mature and responsible way and in a transparent, genuine and open way, which is the only way that a relationship can last, then you need to be upfront with him and be like, hey, here's where I'm at. Where are you at? You don't have to tell me right now. I can give you a couple days, but men love it when you're direct because they can then be direct with you. Let's move out, move on. Ooh, low. I'll send you ready for the pulpit. I'm ready. I'm ready for the pulpit. I hope that didn't sound misogynistic, <laughs> but I I don't know how it would. Oh my god. It's the last thing I am. The last thing. I'm girl power since I was 10. Literally, since I was seven. Girl next, power. Next segment. We couldn't help but wonder. As sisters, we grew up watching Sex in the City. Now, as personal matchmakers in 2021, we are living in a very different dating landscape than the ladies once were. In our segment, we debate each question that Carrie couldn't help but wonder, episode by episode, through today's lens. And this is season three, episode five, no ifs, ands, or buts. And what Carrie couldn't help but wonder, in relationships, what are the deal breakers? Love this. So this is the episode where Carrie um, really likes Aiden and they start to date, but he tells her a deal breaker for me is a smoker. He cannot date a smoker. It is a deal breaker. Praise the Lord. And so she then decides to date Aiden. And so she tries to quit smoking and she does it cold turkey. And in the beginning, it's fine. But then, and the date is going beautifully because they have a great connection. But then they're at the, like, towards, like, once dinner hits, she's, like, convulsing. She's freaking out. Mm. And she's just like, can we get the check? And she runs out. And then she, like, she smokes. And then he finds her. And she says, and then she, like, comes clean about it. But then at the end of the episode, they decide, like, it's okay. He'll help her. Like, he'll he'll do, he'll, she does the patch. And she does it in a more healthy way. And she kind of accepts that she has an addiction. Nice. Um, Charlotte then also attempts to coach a bad kisser. Do you remember this when like Charlotte kisses this guy and it's so bad? It's like so bad. He's like bite licking her mouth. It's so disgusting. And then Miranda finds difficulty in supporting Steve's pipe dream of making a half court shot at the Knicks game. (laughs) So Steve gets the opportunity to win a million dollars and make a half court shot. And he's so excited about it. And he's like, Miranda, do you want to come practice with me? And then Miranda's like, Steve, I have to work. And then Steve gets so upset because it's like, this is the one thing that I'm passionate about and you're not supporting me. So it's like the lesson is like support your partner, even if you think what they're doing is not smart. Hmm. Um, Samantha then also begins to date an African-American record executive who then his strong-willed sister um, has this new restaurant, but his sister does not want Samantha to be dating her brother. So she then, like, they have a confrontation. They literally have a fight. 
And it's very interesting because it's this like racially charged situation. Um, but she just didn't want didn't want her to date him. And then he, you know, went with his family. So Samantha, obviously it didn't work out. Anyway, deal breakers. So I think that the big deal breakers here that the ladies dealt with, A, smoking, smoking. B, bad kisser that he, she tried to teach him and he couldn't change. And then C, um, family doesn't like. Family doesn't like. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Um, and then Miranda's, I don't know what Miranda's deal breaker would be. Um, but anyway, um, deal breakers. Now in 2020, Christina, why don't we reaffirm what we always tell our bachelors and bachelorettes that the real deal breakers are? Right. And we have a video on this on our Matchmakers in the City YouTube channel if you want to see it more in depth. But we'll just be yeah. a quick... Cliff Notes version, yeah. our main deal breakers are want to get married, do you want to get married, do you want to have children, and is re- what is your religious practice? So is, is religion, religion compatible? Yeah. Is it compatible? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Marriage, children, religion. Those are the deal breakers. Right. And I would say, though, the smoking thing, I pay a lot of attention to yeah. when we're matchmaking. So few people smoke, smoke though. Right. So it's gotten it's so for, easy. For us, at least. Yeah. The people, our, the people we work, we work with, with, they don't. But we do have some people that smoke marijuana. Right. And, we, and that's a challenge yeah. because they smoke marijuana or they recreationally do like Molly at a concert. And Oof, like society, I that one in the, in yeah, who I know it's been it's been a, it's been a minute, but I we came across that with a few of the younger guys, mm. and like it's been an issue. It's it's tough because I don't even been, know what Molly is. I don't know. It's just some some drug. Like yeah. it's it's not good, but it's very socially like acceptable. Like you go to a festival and you do Ooh. Molly. So not friends didn't make that socially acceptable though. Friends, nobody did drugs and friends. I just want to point that out there. Um, so yeah, just FYI, nobody had a drug problem in friends. Um, but that's so funny also, Christina, that you hate friends because I literally, the only trivia that I've ever won in my entire life was friends trivia. That was the only that I ever won and it was hard and I got every answer. But anyway, moving on. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that I know those are the three big ones, wanting marriage, children, religion, but that also, like, that's also with the understanding that we do background checks, social media checks, and sex offender searches. So the if we really want to get into the nitty gritty deal breakers that actually are there, that's just what we tell our clients. But for us, the deal breakers are any kind of criminal record that does it that's not like parking tickets. Right, which is also hard because there are some people who are really high up in, yeah. in their career, but they've had a criminal record. And it's you would so never crazy. guess. Yeah. So accomplished, so, so accomplished. attractive, have so much to cover offer. of magazine. Cover of magazines. Like just yeah. so much. You would never guess that, but we that's a deal breaker for us. Yeah, that's a deal breaker for sure. Um, and yeah, so any kind of criminal record, that is a huge deal breaker. And also just social media wise, being in a relationship, like that's such a given, but like, that's why we do a social media check just to see that 
to make sure that they're not, you know, their main profile picture isn't still with their girlfriend, their ex-girlfriend, or it doesn't say married on Facebook. So um, that, that though, those things are a given. But I do, I think after being in this business for so long, you people can have a list of 80 million deal breakers. And at the end of the day, the only real ones that will actually stop a really good couple from having a long-term relationship are those three wanting marriage wanting children and religious compatibility i think so too great great and then do you want to talk about charlotte and and samantha as well oh well i mean or just move on yeah i think that with i think it is i mean with you know bad kisser or just somebody who physically is not compatible with you <sighs> there's a learning curve but, right but, but if you feel also, like okay this isn't this I've given him or her yeah, a ample. lot of chances and opportunities and you're still not yeah jiving that could be a problem and yeah. then the family that's yeah that's pretty bad too if yeah. you, the family hates you <laughs> yeah yeah definitely okay so let's move on to catching up with the Contis Alessandra um okay oh yeah so I am on, um, I just, this just got released yesterday. I am on the Confessions of a Wannabe It Girl podcast. It was so much fun. We talk all about matchmaking. We talk a lot about celebrities. It's, you know, podcasting is such a great format for me because as most of the listeners know, I am a high functioning narcissist with also... I'm also an empath, so it's like, you know, best of both worlds, but it's so fun. Like we just went through like the whole matchmakers in the city process as well. So that was really great. So definitely be sure to listen to that. And then for me, this is Christina speaking, of course, I will be on trending with Timory this coming Monday and that's June 7th, I believe. Yes, June seventh, and that's on Relevant Radio at four. About four. About four. four, She starts the show at four uh, p.m. PST, so that would be seven p.m. Eastern. But I'm usually on a few minutes after that, and then I'll be on the show also on the Thursday, June twenty fourth on her show. And I'm excited. We're think we're gonna be talking about cohabitation (gasps) or intimacy in marriage and a series on sex so I, I want i hope we oh get God. to do that oh i've been Lord. saying this i've been teasing this with people but i don't know if she's gonna prove it or not dear lord help us all i will not be listening to that um well you're not married i know yet, no i know i know it's just awkward to hear you talk about anything um but <laughs> Um, yeah, that's so fun. And yeah, to, and just to, to, to catch to keep up with our goings on because so much fun, so many fun things happen. You can follow us on our Instagrams. I'm at matchmaker Alessandra Conti and Christina's at matchmaker Christina Conti. Yeah. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening today and just know that, you know, for any listeners, we are literally coming from the most genuine place of love and just care for right. you. So if you're upset by anything we say, we don't mean to, yeah. to come across that way. And it's 
Mm-hmm. You're not going to like anything, any, everything, every, anyone yeah. says. Yeah, really, but just but. know we come from a really good place and we just want the best for you. And we've just seen so many men and women kind of go through it. And we've been through it ourselves. So we want to help mitigate any kind of trauma or stress that's unnecessary for you. So if it comes off a little bit harsh, please, or if it comes off, you know, in any other way, um, just know that we come from only a place of love. And we want you to find that person. So yeah. it might be a little painful now, but you'll reap the rewards sooner rather than later if you 100%. listen to our advice. Okay, you guys, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Dating in the City. For more information on how to be matched by one of our matchmakers, visit www.matchmakersinthecity.com.